Hello and welcome to Waking Jake, myself, Davis, and as we've been joined through this baseball offseason, it's Jack Oliver, address 123 <laughs> Fake Street. Hey, 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 hey. Sorry. Uh, you may know oh, him as it. Jolly Olive, a.k.a. Big Time Now, 100K. Jolly Olive YouTube. We like that. We support that. Uh, Jolly, how are you doing, and what are your feelings on first base on the field? Hoping to get there one day. Good, Jake. I'm having a good day. We're uh, we're midway through hump day, which is mm. prime energy mm-hmm. for me. And uh, we're ready to... T- oh, Charles yeah. McFly appearing in the side room. I'm good. I'm excited to rank first baseman because it's meaty. A lot of potatoes here. A lot of meat here. Not a lot of weak links. John Boy Media, one of our strengths is peeling back. The curtain when we need to, and we'll tell you the truth about it. That's this is this is a whole truth podcast. Um, that time somebody told the truth last week. We were debating which position to do, mm. and we were a little up against it time wise. And Jolly was scared to do the first I, baseman because of how meaty you think it is. That's just true. I just, I don't you don't wanna, have to be mad about it. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right? You know, well, you know, you get passionate. Didn't have about the your first time baseman. to pre-chew. When your first baseman hits 30, you get passionate about him. We haven't had any players chime back yet on any of the tier lists, right? We had Ian Hap chime in live. Right, we had Ian Hap live, and then we had Blake <laughs> We had Blake Perkins respond to our MLB to the show Did he video. really? Yeah, <laughs> I watched those awesome. videos. That's awesome. That was awesome. He was big in those videos. Yeah, you should huge. go watch him. He was Almost huge. a game. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good on his Twitter. Go follow Blake Perkins. Uh, <laughs> let's do first baseman. Jolly, like you said, it's a meaty position. I think this is a position that will have maybe the most movement in the next year. I like Whoa. the young talent. There is a layer of there's a layer of really good that I think in a single season you're like, I'd have to elevate that guy. Mm. Uh, I will go through the tiers we currently have laid out. If this is your first time joining us for a tier list, hello. Uh, Go check out some of the previous ones. The categories. I'll go from the bottom to the top on this one. Uh, The bottom category, and we are pretty player-friendly here at John Boy Media, so, you know, this is like, why is this guy on the team? Bottom, we have Young and the Restless. A lot of youths that maybe we'll see what they've got, uh, and one or two other fellas. Uh, Hates playing 1B. A couple guys that maybe... Would prefer to be DHing or just playing any other position, mm. but they've ended up at first base. 2019 was the best, man, is what I have it written down on. Uh, we may tweak with the name, but you'll see why that category is because 2019. Woo. Orioles first baseman. Above that is I like the I like this kid's look in <laughs> quotes, uh, and it says from your uncle. So it's, uh, you know, someone who looks like a ball player that may be climbing this list soon. The next tier is Kim Kardashian because they've got everything but. Really good but. Really good but. Do you get it? Do you have it? (laughs) The next one above that is seven-time All-Star. Pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And the S tier of first base is number retired with the Braves. Um, We were debating where to start. I mean, the top is pretty obvious. I think think we can kind of do a work. We'll work our way up a little bit. 
Then I think we funnel down, get rid of names. Mm. And we'll see if we're a little tidier this time. We did pregame this list a little more than we have previous lists. So let's see. Uh, Jolly Olive, I will kick it to you. We love highlighting the youth in this great game Mm. that my idol, Rob Manfred, runs. I like the look of this kid. Mm. Who do you like the look of? Who's the future of first base? This is a fun place to start, Jake. Right. Because we've got some guys that I'm really excited about watching play this year. Partly because the guys that I think end up here aren't really in my division, so I kind of just get to appreciate them from afar. And we've gotten like a glimpse into what they can be. And the first one I'm going to name, since we are a uh, dirty water pod. Oh, Tristan Casas. Yeah. I like the look of this kid. Now we had some we had some Bobby Dahlbeck years in Boston, mm-hmm. but I think we fully transitioned into the Casas hive. And last year, he's really good, man. I mean, he's he's something worth getting excited about. 24 home runs, 129 OPS plus, some fun off the field stuff that you can sink your teeth into. Potential video one day. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I really like Tristan Casas. I like his look for the Boston Red Sox lineup. And I think he's very important to that lineup as well. And that's kind of a big thing, a big factor for me in this tier specifically. Not only do I like your look, how important to you, how important are you to your team's trajectory right now? Because I think Tristan Casas, if he can have, if he can build on last year, that's huge for Boston who really, you know, we've talked a lot this offseason about not a lot is going their way. If Tristan Casas can click and be a 30 homer bat, continue to build upon that sophomore season, uh, I think everyone's going to like his look. Tristan Casas. Hey, Red Sox first base. Um, You know, something I should be giving a history lesson in. Uh, Red Sox first base hasn't always been a strength of their team. Like, Mm. even a lot of their championship teams, the first baseman, I don't want to say bonus piece, but even going back to Minkiewicz to, like, uh, I don't know. Casas has a chance. Um, something that I like, uh, you know, every year we get the picture of player X next to Aaron Judge and go, oh, my God, Judge is so big. Who was playing? There was someone playing first base last year that was like 5'10", and it was Ooh. just like, damn, because Judge is standing on the base and they're holding him on, and it was just like, ooh. Uh, Casas is, like, in the same league as Judge. Mm. Um, so... When you show me that, interested, when you show me 24 home runs in 132 games, interested, uh, 263, 367, on base percentage over 100 points better than the batting average. He was drawing walks last year, finished third in rookie of the year, uh, and he did that at 23 years old. So, like, everything is there for me. I've seen him hit home runs the opposite way. If he learns how to do that at Fenway, that's going to be a problem. And the ones he does turn on, also not too much of a problem because he is a big old boy. A lot of red uh, on his baseball savant page, Mm -hmm. if you're Mm -hmm. into that. And, uh, yeah, I would not be – man, it feels like every other team is looking for left-handed hitters except the Boston Red Sox. Devers, Yoshida, Casas. Yeah, Aaron I mean, Duran. if Yoshida is the guy he was in the first half, the way that Casas was the guy that he was in the second half, mm. 1.034 OPS, Ooh. by the way. Um, yeah, that's like a lefties murderer row in Boston. And that lineup you can really get excited about. It's weird. Boston's offense kind of graded out 
somewhat a little bit above league average, like not nothing crazy. But I look up and down at the names, and I like it. And a big piece of that is I think Tristan Casas is going to be really good. He's only going to be 24 next year. I like the kid's look. Let me find the final Jakey butter knife because I think this is going to be a powerful one. If we go from, let's go from June 3rd, second game of a doubleheader. Mm. Why not? Tristan Casas' final 83 games, so half a season, Mm a little more, 307 batting average, 404 on base, 974 OPS. He was 23 years old. Plays in a hitter's park. Plays in a pretty good lineup. We'll see what's going on with the pitching. Uh, Tristan Casas has a chance to be climbing this ladder pretty soon. And Jolly, Mm. I like balance. I'll pair him with a guy that can give a very similar argument. Uh, Less hitter-friendly environment, Mm. but a big second half. Big prospect. Casas is lefty. Spencer Torkelson is a righty. Uh, And we will... This year doesn't dictate everything, but with a big second half last year, the Tigers, I don't want to say with expectations, but if they are to dream of expectations, Mm. Spencer Torkelson has to take it to the next level. And he finished with 31 homers last year. So I know we play in a home run era where... I don't know. I think 25 gets scoffed at. Sure. At the end of the season, when you still look to see who gets 30, it's smaller than I think you'd think. Yeah. Like two years ago, Santander had like 33, and he was a top 10 homer hitter. And I was like, whoa. Uh, So Torkelson, him and Riley Green are going to dictate a lot of the future uh, of the Detroit Tigers. And his splits from last year... Second half, not as gaudy. Mm. Uh, 72 games, 19 homers, and 816 OPS. Here's what I'll say. One, 25 players had more than 30 homers last year. Spencer Torkelson was one of them. I think you take that and you go, oh, that's nice. exciting. I like that. I'm For a young baseman. ball player, why not? Ball Playing player. in Detroit? Detroit's kind of been a second-half team for the past three years. Like, they always get off to these stumbling starts. And I think a reason for that was their younger guys not fully clicking as soon as they got there. Torque. The big thing with me is that the heater was not beating him last year as much as it did the year before. He slugged nearly 500 mm. against fastballs in 2023, 17 home runs. The year before, he slugged 371. It's a 100-point difference on the pitch you're seeing the most, and I think that's the reason why you saw a huge uptick in his power numbers. Now, the concerning thing is the Comerica effect because sure. his OPS at home games below 700 on the road, it's above 800. So, I mean, there is a factor there. But at the same time, what did we just say about Casas? He's going to be 24 years old this year. So is Spencer Torkelson. I think that they're both first-round picks, but it changes a little bit when you're number one overall. And Torkelson, you know, you mentioned expectations. I don't think there's expectations for the Tigers to go out and win the Central. I think their players think that they can and they will, and that's exciting for them. And, like, I can buy into that, too. But at the same time, there's expectation to improve, to show that there's some sort of progress being made in Detroit in 2024. And a massive part of that, in addition to their revamped rotation, is Spencer Torgelson starting to enter all-star conversations and MVP vote conversations to start being the guy in that lineup. So I'm really excited to see what he does in 2024 because I think he can build off what was you know, a, a really good second half and a solid overall year. And again, compliments to Casas and... Hitting environment and lineup, I 
things I do believe in, probably more than analytics does so far. His butter knife would be his final 48 games, mm. uh, 921 OPS, 576 slug. So um, those two, these are kind of big ceiling years. They got full run in last year. Let's see what it looks like this year. Uh, did we have someone else we want to throw with them yet, or do we want to jump? Another guy that I think we were considering there. I don't know if we were saving it for later, but somebody who the company really likes. Yeah, mm. let's just do it and rip, rip it. a Band-Aid a little bit. Let's rip it. Because I could see some people, I don't want to say fighting us a little bit. There's some passion for this player. Vinny Pasquantino, who has become a friend of the company, uh, missed all last year. Basically. Basically. Uh, well, 61 games. Played more than I surprising. thought, actually, Same. when Rob and I yeah. were looking. Um, career 799 OPS uh, through age 26. Birthday October 10th, one day before mine, so we like that. Fun. 10-10. Um, he's played 133 games at the major league level, 272, 355, 799 OPS. So for a young ball player that's very <laughs> impressive, uh, arm or shoulder injuries with baseball players, always tough. Um, I'm always going to believe in a young ball player putting in the work to get back. Uh, and something that Trevor Goof has always pointed out, uh, walk-strikeout ratio, that's where guys can really separate themselves. Mm. Career 60 walks, 65 strikeouts. Vinny P is seeing it. He's got some pop. Uh, a little bias here, but he's a very young, talented first baseman, and that's it's kind of not a discussion, and it's kind of where, where this argument has landed. Yeah, I mean, you can Heard say... Heard happily at the end there. Yeah, very inspirational. Mm. And that's this first baseman. You can uh, you can say a lot of the same things for Pasquatch as you can for Torkelson. You know, AL Central team trying to show some progress yeah. in this new year, and that bat is going to be a big part of it. His background is cool because he was an 11th round pick in a pretty stacked 2019 class, or at least name value stacked, and was an unranked prospect for two years and then jumped to number five before he made the big league club. And I'm excited because of exactly what you said. The walk-to-strikeout ratio gets me really excited because the power will come if you're selective and you, you swing at smart pitches. That's the kind of talent that becomes intangible and that can you, you can sustain that over a longer-term playing career. Uh, so I'm excited for him, man. I mean, the, the Royals, I think they're a little bit of a step back from the Tigers, in my opinion. But at the same time, like Bobby Witt, Vinny Pasquantino. Sure. Michael Garcia, get there's there are things to get excited about. Salvi, let's bop. Forgot about Salvi. Royals lineup, let's bop at the top. Why not? I'm a simple man. That is, I like the look of this kid. Let's see. We'll see if anyone see if else anyone hops in there. In. Mm. Um, I think one that's easy to check off, and I'm actually heading the opposite direction. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn. Are they both Ryan's? Yeah, Ryan O'Hearn, Ryan Mount. That's Castle. perfect. That's perfect. Lefty, righty. I already talked about how I like the balance. Uh, I am a sneaky big Ryan Mountcastle fan. Mm. I, uh, you know, no offense, Charlie. I talked about him on an episode of Foolish Bailey. Okay. That's oh. fine. How do you edit, bro? Let me call him up. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle can hit. That's what I believe in. He's had a positive OPS plus in every season. Um, he, he's not a big on base percentage guy and I'm okay with that. Um, 
I I have him lumped in my Eddie Rosario category of like, hey, this guy can hit. Um, maybe you could beat him on a good pitch out of the zone more than other guys, but this guy is there to hit a baseball. Uh, and Ryan O'Hearn. I still haven't like fully compre- – I know it's been a full year. How did that happen? Like, good for Ryan O'Hearn. Off the Royal scrap heap <laughs> where he had a career 83 OPS plus in 342 games. He comes over to Baltimore – uh, and he has an 800 OPS. He's in the middle of that lineup, and it's one of these funny things. We do, on Talking Baseball, we do position unit drafts. We do uh, best off-seasons. So, mm. The Orioles kind of never come up, <laughs> which is really rude, and I think this is the last year of that because, mm. like, say, Jackson yes. Holiday establishes himself. Right. Between between Jackson Holiday, Gunner, Adley, like, Adley like, one of these two guys, like, that next year we'll have a better picture of what we can bank on. With how that could group. you guys have Jordan Westberg so low on the second base tier list? Go listen. Um, that, yeah, I don't know. We just made an Orioles tier because both these guys almost had 800 OPS. You got some lefty-righty stuff. I mean, there's, yourself there's not too much to add outside of that. I'm happy that Ryan O'Hearn got another shot, got to play for a competitive team where maybe in the Royals lineup in those lost years, he was looked at as like a, hey, can you do something for us kind of guy? Whereas in the Orioles lineup, it's so stacked that just come in here and mash against righties. Like he always had great hard hit numbers and he just got put in a really good situation. So it's good for Orioles fans because they're basically getting – um, like MVP level first baseman production out of two guys named Ryan who maybe were not slated to ever be that level of player. But together, they become a fearsome tandem, which is awesome. Ryan O'Hearn, I'm trying to find out how much he was purchased for. <laughs> Isn't that a weird one that still happens in baseball? Yeah, it's, it looks weird when you read it on Baseball yeah. Reference, too. Like I, We bought this guy. Purchased from the Royals. I think it literally, because there's just like a transaction fee, so it's like, well, we'll cover the fee. Didn't, when, wasn't, who was the, was it Gio Urshela that was traded for like yeah, 30K tw- or something? I think it was 25K. I think the Mets bought Cameron Mabin for $1 once. There's a, there's a good list of $1 trades out That's there. Just like for me, that, that Those ones sense. are doing, doing like give the. Because there's a, like how, how did the trades go down when it's like 20000 $25,000. $1. $22,500. Um. All right, we've got our Orioles off the board. Let's get elite. We're elitists. Whoa. Because I actually, I think the those middle tiers from the kids, seven-time All-Star and Kim Kardashian, the names in there is, is where first base gets truly meaty. So mm. let's check off our S tier. Number retired with the Braves. You know, this one might take a, a little time heals all wounds. Remember when he signed with the Dodgers and then everyone was like, I, he didn't want that? Every, he, I the whole offseason, he wanted please. to be a Brave. He had to sit through the lockout and stuff, but everyone kind of thought Braves were going to happen. But yeah. Frederick then, Freeman, who is amazing, is amazing. I mean, and no one wanted to give him that contract? When he was a free agent, isn't that nuts? I, st- I think about that, I think, once a day. Because that was two years before the crazy free agency, right? He's on a, what is, what is it, 6 150? Is that one year is? before? The next year was like the Judge Turner. Okay. That was yeah. the crazy year. 
Um, Freddie's contract seems laughable. It's ridiculous. When you see that, what, four guys got 300 mil the next year or whatever. Uh, but that happened. Why didn't the Yankee? Anyways. <laughs> don't. Don't even make didn't me think anything. about that. Didn't say That's, they traded. Don's deal. The Braves traded for Matthew Olson. They did. Because they said, well, hey, this is what we do. Let's go to the A's. Let's extend them for longer. This guy is younger. The only guy that plays as many games as Freddie. And I don't know. It became, became a joke on Talking Baseball where I said, Matt Olson, date my daughter. Um, it's similar to Freddie. There's something about a left-handed first baseman that hits. And these guys play pretty fine defense. Um, and now they're kind of linked together because the Braves, in theory, turned their back on Freddie, but neither side wanted to turn their back on each other, but the Braves find a way, as you well know, Jolly. Oh, yeah. The Braves are my living nightmare, who I ultimately respect, and I hope people who listen to me talk about the Braves can come to realize uh-huh. that. They will never. They never will. You're a but fan. the point is... Um, the funny part about all the top of these tier lists is we kind of get to a point very quickly where we're like, what can we even say? And what can you even say about either of these guys other than they're very clearly the two best first basemen in baseball? If you want to do a who's number one debate, you can mm. do it for an hour on end and come to no result uh, because Matt Olson is coming off the best year of his career by far where he hit 54 freaking home runs. Uh, and slugged 604 on the year and finished fourth in MVP voting. 7.4 war. Casually. And he finished behind Freddie Freeman, who finished third in MVP voting uh, with an unworldly amount of doubles and also 900 OPS and amazing defense. I mean, you can go on and on and on, but what a time to be a Braves fan. How It's hard to not be spoiled if you're an Atlanta fan because you've gone from one future Hall of Famer to maybe another because if Matt Olson continues on this trajectory, there's no reason to doubt that he could probably get into the Hall of Fame as well. And uh, I want to commend both of you because uh, you guys were much nicer than I was. My original mm-hmm. idea for this part of the tier uh, list was going to be wearing a Braves cap at Hall of Fame ceremony. Mm. That felt a little pointed, so we went with Braves Ring of Honor instead. The Dodgers crew, you don't want them coming at you. They're, they're normally pretty peaceful until October. Yeah. Um, and they have Freddie Freeman, so they don't really care. Um, and, yeah, uh, the the side-by-side comparison is just gross at this point. Freddie Freeman played 161 games. Jolly, that's pretty good. What was he doing that's on that ev- one day? That's every day, right? You miss one, one game. That one day. Was he sick? Matt Olson played every game last year for a Braves team that won the division in August. <laughs> June. Maybe earlier. <laughs> um, Matt Olson led the league in homers, RBI, and slugging. Frederick, uh, sadly, only led the league in doubles. Well, and intentional walks. And finished higher than him in the MVP because he had a 331 batting average. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I I know you just said you could do this all day. For one season, if you had to pick. Oh, if you had to pick. You love this game. Well, it's just, it turns into what's your flavor of ice cream. Like, mm. Matt Olson, you're kind of guaranteed. I don't want to say guaranteed more home runs, but kind of. Yeah, yeah you're, guaranteed you're guaranteed more, more home runs. runs. Um, Freddie, you're looking at a little more batting average, um, base running. If you're into that, 
uh, which twenty three steals, Jeez. one one caught stealing. That's I think that's where Freddie won our battle last year. Twenty twenty, just because it's unreal. Um, you know, you don't have to answer, Freddie. I watched him play for ten years. I mean, I I know I've seen so much Freddie Freeman that like I can't not pick him. Would yeah. depend and on now your, you'll watch Matt Olson play for and, 10 years. Yeah, exactly. And then That's if you ask nice. me again in 10 we'll years, ask, we'll ask you again Because yeah. I'll forget. Maybe they'll have like a dual Braves Ring of Honor ceremony. How nice would that be? That'd be Make really Freddie nice. wait that Playing one. the Mets. Well, they have to. He went yeah. to the Dodgers. Yeah. So you yeah. just got to draw it out. Just wait it out. And Leading the league in intentional walks with... The Dodgers, various Dodgers, three hole hitters behind him. By the way, mostly Will Smith and JD Martinez. Tough to Will. If you think even for a moment that Freddie Freeman isn't going to get that Albert Pujols like reunion contract at the end of his career, Mm. yeah, your mind. Oh, a little DH year, him and Olsen. If there's a place where I can bet on that, I would bet my house, my life savings. Have room in their lineup for that. (laughs) They'll find a way. The top of the first is like ten bucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's free. Um, Freddie and Matt Olson, funny that they are connected, hilarious, brave stuff that they are able to let Freddie go. And it's, I don't want to say an afterthought at this point, but a little bit, a little bit, but it's um, fine, man. And yeah, I, the, the true answer would, it would come from your, the rest of your team's composition. If you had Arias and Tim Anderson up top, you might want Matt Olson for a little thump, um, if you have some thump, you might want Freddie. Freddie's my pound-for-pound pound best hitter in baseball, so it's tough for me. Sure. When he's locked in, it's just, there's nothing you can do. And you love agreeing with me, too. And he just should have been a... Not going to do that. Okay. Okay. One of them. Let's, uh, let's go back down the list before we get to the tough part. Let's do, actually, Jolly, I'll let you lead on this one. Because you, I think... We we came together on this category a little bit. 2019. It was the best, Jake. What's the best, man? What were you doing in 2019? Not working here. I was yeah. working on my education degree, Jake, which you like to reference. BBD was working, right? Uh, I graduated. halfway through? Halfway, halfway through, I graduated in 2019. It was a year off. Yeah. It was my final year in Denver. Times oh. were good. Go to the gym, set up the laptop here and there, talk some Yanks, baby. Working a little here, working a little there. That's me again. What were these guys doing in 2019, Jolly? Jake, they were busy. Yeah. At the Midsummer Classic playing in the All-Star game because 2019 was the freaking best time to be a starting first baseman. And we've got a couple locks here that I don't want this to be construed as a negative category because I think all these guys are, are good players in the year of 2024. Some of them don't have the recent results, whatever. They're good players and they have name value. Chance to have really nice years this year still. The textbook definition of this category is my guy, Carlos Santana, who mm. has been playing for 14 years, has yeah. been doing it basically every year along the way. A couple 30 homer seasons in there, by the way. Just signed a new deal. And would you believe that his only year where he made an all-star team was a wonderful 2019 campaign with the Cleveland Indians where he clipped 34 home runs and walked 108 times. Carlos Santana was a man alive in 2019. And uh, he's just, he's one of these players that I think we'll look back on and we'll realize we didn't appreciate him enough. He's creeping up on 40 war for his career, by the way. 
Uh, and I just love him. I'm, I'm glad that he's still kicking. He's going to be 38 next year, and I have no doubt that he'll be probably above league average with 20 home runs for the Minnesota Twins. Still kicking. Uh, yeah, his, uh, he's projected to hit right around 20 homers this year. Yep. Uh, like we, we've talked about having a good eye at the plate. People forget he led the league in walks. 2020 short season. Um, Counts. Hey, credit to him, man. It looked like it was ending. Oh, yeah. Cleveland, Kansas City, back-to-back years. OPS in the sixes. Kind of felt like, you know, father time. This guy caught a lot of games yeah. early in his career. Uh, he's bounced back. Uh, the past two years, he's been really solid. And the fun fact with Carlos Santana is that he plays great defense at first base, apparently, yeah. um, which I, he graded out as, like, the best defensive first baseman last year. And that's 30 <laughs> – turns 38 in April, uh, and he came up as a catcher. So I don't know. Uh, happy for Carlos Santana. He is kind of funny because you almost know what you're going to get. His oh, yeah. baseball reference projections – are at an 86% reliability, <laughs> which if you look through those, they don't give a lot of those. That's awesome. Um, but you kind of know what you're going to get with him. I, I think the next person I'd like to pair with him, mm. who I believe was also a 2019 All-Star, and then followed that with a shorty MVP, Jose Abreu. Yeah. So there's two ways to skin this cat. You could point at the regular season and say, hey, that's an old baseball player that took a step back. I uh, was getting paid a lot of money. I, I don't like that. You could also say, as a guy who's won an MVP, that when the playoffs came, he banged. Uh, his first year with a new team. And if we're being honest, if Jose Abreu goes out and has an 800 OPS this year, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, I think Jose Abreu can still hit. Uh, you wonder if it was just a weird year or sometimes there's an injury. Maybe Father Time's caught up more than I'm depicting. He's 37 now, uh, and he was also uh, an all-star in 2019. Yeah, I'm a believer in uh, accolades. You know, they're not everything, but they are something, and I think sometimes we, uh, we like to push them aside too much. Rookie of the year, mm. MVP. One team guy for nearly 10 years. When they gave him that three-year, $60 million contract, whatever the number was, at the beginning of last offseason, all of us were like, how did the Astros get away with it? How did they? How were they the ones that were able to get this guy? I will say everyone was surprised it was three years and not two, just because he was old. Sure. But it was yeah. very Astros. Three years like, for a guy me? you don't... Like, a, like if the White Sox gave him a bonus third years, like, thanks. Sure. Retired. We, we would have been like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. But even if even before the bad 2023, you butter knife his last three years. It's 289, 366, 489, 136 OPS plus. Jose Abreu hits. That's what he does. That's what he's been doing. And uh, I still am kind of in your boat, too. Like, it would not shock me at all if he just returns to form next year. Uh, we saw it in the playoffs. And for him, I, I, unlike Carlos Santana, I don't know if 2019 was the peak because he has some really good years, especially yeah. early on. Uh, but Jose Abreu, man, he's a guy that's been doing it, and uh, in 2019, he was he was fun to watch. So he fits here perfectly. Famously, famously, uh, if you're a talking baseball person, Trevor Plouffe opened my eyes one day. He does it probably once a year. Mm. Bobby Witt's player comp, Trey Turner. Uh, and one time he said, because he played a lot of games against Jose Abreu, he's like, he was often the best player on the field. 
Not a lot of guys you could say that about, man. Um, so I part of me sneaky loves that he has the short season MVP. Um, and yeah, I, April could roll around and he could have a one dot OPS. Uh, although the baseball savant, if you get lost in that, tells a different story. Ooh. Uh, but he had a little playoff juice last year, and I don't know. Houston finds a way. Yeah. So his, you know. It includes a bad and potentially a little bit injured August, but his June on numbers, including a bad month, uh, you can work with that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's another MVP 2019 All Star. I think I I think I see two guys we were saying we're gonna end up in here. I know what name you're alluding to. If you wanna. Kelsey Wingert's Rocks, mm. Chris Bryant, um, like I just said, All-Star in 2019. Chris Bryant could go nuts next year, and we'd say, hey, Chris, healthy again. good ball player, Colorado Rockies, playing first base now. Sure. Chris Bryant puts up 65 games to the tune of not great numbers. You're also not shocked at this point. Yeah. So it's tough. I hope I hope Chris Bryant has a second half of career resurgence. Locked in at first base. You're gonna be here, pal. Go bang at Coors Field. But he uh I don't know, y'all. Eighty Super games last year. Bad. Yeah. No, just straight up like bad. Like and maybe a, a move to first base will help with that with health or defensive issues, whatever that they were trying right field and left field. I don't think anybody, including Rockies fans, ever really believed in that. It just never really felt like a fit. I know he had experience there, but the larger point is that it's wild to look at his reference and see rookie of the year, MVP, breaking the longest curse in baseball history. In your first two, as a 24-year-old, you've already accomplished all of that. So it kind of a little part of me rationalizes it and says, yeah, he accomplished basically everything he could have accomplished in the Mm. first two years of being a big leaguer. At the same time, it's Chris Bryant. There is talent there. There's a reason he got handed a seven-year massive contract to the T there. And um, it's it's not surprising to think that he could be an 800 OPS bat again and have some nicer years in his 30s. Um, I actually got into some trouble yesterday on Twitter uh, because, not trouble, but like kind of a funny happenstance because I didn't know that Chris Bryant was slotted at first base mm. and I fired off a, no, another one of my Rockies tweets begging them to do oh, anything man. and I want them to go get Joey Votto so he can get fi- 500 foot bombs at Coors Field but apparently first base is taken up so Chris Bryant here's my petition to you if the Rockies aren't going to go get Joey Votto I need it to be worth it I need you to be great this year he might as well and BBD you're right there is another person that gets thrown in this column Josh Bell, yeah. his only All-Star game, 2019, 37 homers that year. Ooh. Was a little juicy that season around the league. Uh, and Josh Bell was a tale of two kitties last year, mm. uh, slightly below league average with Cleveland. Goes over to Miami for 53 games, 818 OPAs. OPAs. <laughs> OPAs. French. Uh, and that's closer to his career numbers. And switch it in Josh Bell. I don't know. It's almost like these the other guys in this category have a little more chance to pop, I think. Ooh. Like if Jose Abreu or Chris Bryant had puts together a big season, we'd be like, yeah, I, I thought I thought that might happen. Josh Bell is probably the safest bet of these guys to have 
a good season. Um, but I don't know. I think there's also some risk there that we've seen him struggle in different environments. Uh, his sample size with Cleveland, his sample size with San yeah. Diego. Maybe he's just been moving around a lot and looking for a home, but... That was the point I was going to raise. You know, it's four teams in two years. Like, that's a lot to bounce around to. Um, a big thing for me is if you're going to be a Marlin and you're going to hit, I, I, I always look at your numbers at their home stadium because it is cavernous to play there. And, like, a guy like Luis Arias is perfectly built for it because he can go basically anywhere he wants. Find a gap, find rack gaps. up some doubles. Exactly. For power hitters, it's tough because they don't have a ton of albatross home run numbers outside of the Giancarlo years. And Josh Bell is a guy that I think could put together a really nice year uh, in the Marlins offense. But he is a guy that's going to be kind of really heavily relied on. Like they have Jake Berger, they have Arias at the top, and that's kind of where the offense ends in my opinion. So they're going to really need to see something from him this year. And I I like the situation he's in. Uh, You just hope that at the end of it he can kind of find a longer-term home because – he was in Pittsburgh for all those years. He really got time to develop, and then he exploded in that 2019 season. Uh, I don't know if we ever see that guy again, though. I'm really curious to see if he's ever able to get back to that level because uh, his swing is fun, man. There's, like, a ton of moving parts in it, but it just explodes when he hits the ball hard. And can I tell you what? That trade might be worth a flashback. I believe the Fish traded Gene Segura. And Khalil Watson. And got off of his contract. Yeah. They got Josh Bell, but Cleveland paid that year's contract. And then he was so good with Miami, they ended up picking up his 16 and a half mil option. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of rare that you see uh, that happen. But yeah, maybe Josh Bell, get, you know, getting a 16 and a half mil option picked up instead of hitting free agency. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that is really nice. Yeah, you're right. Eleven million paid by the Guardians of sixteen point five. Because especially, year. and not to be rude to Josh Bell, but after watching this free agency, Josh Bell would get signed, and maybe it's around similar money. Maybe it's two years. I I don't know, but the fact he's a switch hitter is nice. Teams would not have been clamoring for Josh Bell because defense is a little bit worrisome too. That yeah, I mean, look up and down this tier list. There's a lot of options. That for, there's a lot of great first hey, basemen out there. Matt Chapman's still looking for a job as we record this. Breaking. Um, that's our 2019 was the best, man. Hey, let's chew through some of the bottom of this list because mm. we got a lot of good guys that we need to talk about. Let's do let's do some young and the restless. Okay. Um, who do we have there? Uh, Michael Bush. We think is playing first base. This is looks like is the first chance he's going to get at some extended run. Sorry, PCA. Hey, the the MLB numbers have been tough. The minor league numbers have been great. Let's see where you are next year, Michael Bush. Rooting for you, uh, Joey Manessis. Mm, rhymes Goku. with restless. Why not? Goku um, has had some years where he's hit. Has always been looking for a defensive position. Could be this year's Jamer if he hits for a couple months. Could see that guy in a different ball club. Um, like you, Joey. Rooting for you. Good well, story. I, all things considered, one of the better, you know, ten years in the minors guys. Yeah. Like he, he's all getting right. extended run in the big playing guys. MLB ball. He's having a, a he's blast. entering like his third season of substantial MLB time. Yeah, he, he, his story is really cool. Um, and you know, he, there's not too much to say outside of that. I mean, 2022 is great. Like 60 games, 930 OPS. Maybe he gets back there. That'd be cool. Trevor Plouffe teammate. Trevor Plouffe teammate. This is where first base gets... Oh, no. We have problems. Okay, I'm getting away from him. Um, 
Well, Rowdy Telez, that was kind of rowdy, restless. Those are kind of fun. Rowdy's going to get a look in Pittsburgh. I really like Rowdy. He's kind of got an every other year thing going on. Wouldn't be surprised if that guy becomes a Pittsburgh heartthrob. Are you kidding me? Rowdy. And I kind of like that lineup in Pittsburgh. Uh, But he was tough last year. Um, So would love to see you back. But I mean, th- thirty-five homers in twenty twenty-two, like that's right. That's really good. He could, he could have that in the bag. That's really Why good. not? Uh, as I look around, hate uh, young and the restless. I got a name. Who do you got? Um, it's it's a little. I feel I don't, I don't want to say unfair, but he had some okay. really good moments last year. Finished the year with a one twenty-one OPS plus. That's a nice number. Oh, Ryan Noda. I just talked myself out of it. I don't know. We man. can talk about it because walks are nice and fun. If those numbers were on another baseball team, the thing is, I'm I don't panicking. know how much run Ryan Noda gets on another on another team because he's in a situation where he's going to get to play every day, kind of similar like Brent Rooker found his spot there and was able to play every day and rebuild his value. Noda, I would like to see it for another year. And I, I'm i not downing him. I think he can be a really good player. I think it's cool when first baseman batting you're like the top, top of the lineup because I just think that's like a fun baseball sure. thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, outside of walks, it's just Ryan Noda. <sighs> it's tough, man. Looking, Where do you want him? I don't know. Okay. Look, looking at the statistics, it hurts my soul a little bit because I, I thought that. but like, Is he a darling on baseball savant? I just, you know, 2.3 two war real, as a young baseball yeah, player. He's a good. little older. I wish, does he hate playing first base? Um, he I, is an outfielder he, technically he too, right? He probably ends up there. Because then, okay, what are you going to do with your guy, <laughs> Chanul? Yeah. Because I mean, people really like him. ALS first baseman who's uh, young and walks a lot. Do we want to create a tier for that? Yes. ALS first baseman who's young and walks a lot. Yes. Cool. Maybe even Scrap Young, just AL, AL West first baseman. AL West walk. first baseman. I like Young, too. Okay. Notice 28. I think year. that's below 2019 is the best. Sure. I'm down. Above hates. AL yes. West first baseman AL who walks. Who are young and walk a lot. Young walks. Okay. That makes me feel great. Ryan Noda, boom. Nolan Shanuel. Nolan Shanuel. Am I saying his name right? Bang. Nobody's sure. Shan Shanwell. Hates playing first base. Let's try to chew this off because we still aren't even to the great stuff oh, yet. Baby. IMO. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. Yeah. Maybe he's okay playing first base. I don't actually personally know. I know he was kicked to the outfield, and coming from the outfield to the infield is tough. Uh, Ian Happ, who contributed on our left field tier list. Um, I asked him once because Ian Happ came up, and he was like a versatile guy, a little second, a little third. Mm. Uh, he said once he started playing the outfield, coming back to the infield is tough. Yeah. Um, so I, there's a little bit of facetiousness in this. I like Andrew Vaughn as a hitter. I think his hates playing first base is like being compared to the other first baseman is tough. For sure. Him. Get me out of there. I'm not tall. He's listed six foot. <laughs> um, third pick overall had a positive OPS plus last year, but a tick down from 22. Um, so I, I think you can still have some real hopes for him. But, again, comparing to these other first basemen, it's tough out there in the streets sometimes. Yeah, I mean, if I look at these numbers and he's my, my corner outfielder, I'm like, okay, nice, like, cool. Like, give me some solid defense, 20 bombs, around 
105 OPS plus. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Uh, first base, naturally, there's a lot more asked of you out of that position. And for him, I think there's still time. He's going to be 26, so he's going to be younger than Ryan Noda, who we just sung the praises of. Mm. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, he's a guy that was a top three pick in 2019. So, I mean, you can't really ignore that. That involves some pedigree. And now... There's no expectations really on this White Sox team, and sometimes that does wonders for guys when they can kind of get a full season of reps, not really have to wear that burden as much, and just kind of get their feet under them. So maybe we could see a great season from Andrew Vaughn. Who knows? Climb the list. Climb the Ring list. Ring the bell. Uh, this one's easy because how this guy's a first baseman came up with shortstop capabilities and would probably be one of the best second basemen in the league, Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. By, by every indication, I think does hate it at first base. I kind of just a victim of the circumstance here a little bit. Uh, kudos to him, got that contract extension. But I know the Padres kind of want to get up. just feels like he would be a better fit elsewhere at this point. You have Kim, Bogarts, um, and Machado. Yeah. That not- I don't Trade Jake Cronenworth where he can play second base every day and rack up. Probably easy for war guy from our second base list. I mean, how often do you see a first baseman who's 91st percentile in base running value? Like, that's that reeks of middle infielder who probably has a great glove. And I just remember that extension because you just brought it up. Why? Yeah. I don't, I still am unclear why they did that because they had him under team control for a little bit. I guess they're just trying to get the band together, get everyone paid. So good for Crony. Yeah, I think the Braves were sexy because they've extended everyone. I get and it. Seidler was still. Giving out a lot of contracts. And like two time All Star, runner up, rookie of the year 2020. Like, bounce back guy. Bounce back. If I, if I was doing a bounce back video, which maybe I will, I'm, I'm in on Cronenworth. And he was nice to me when I went to Arizona. So, and play bias. second base. Play second uh, base. Uh, this one. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, but he's not young. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's do this one quick because. However this lands, it's going to oh, be ugly. Oh, okay. Lamont Wade. Yeah. Lamont yeah, Wade, yeah. a little bit of a victim of playing first base. Uh, he got on base at a 373 clip last year, yeah. which that's a real number. Um, part of me says he hates playing first base. Where that falls on this tier list is a little low. What we could do... West first baseman who walk a lot. Take out young, take out AL. Western Walkman. Western Walkman. Western Walkman. Lamont Wade West just Coast won. Walkers. West, West Coast, Coast walkers. walkers. West Coast Walkers. And you throw Lamont Wade in nice there. Nice, Biebs. Nice. On your feet. West Coast Walkers. Oh, wait. Does he walk a lot? This guy? Who? Who? Who now? Um, No, not enough to be in there. Okay. Somebody in Seattle. Somebody in Seattle, BBD. Ty France. This is tough, man. I already put him on hates playing first base. He's there. Again, yeah. shorter than your normal first baseman. If he came up with another team, he'd probably be playing some third base, second base util. Yeah. Um, and I think if we're just being honest, and I think Mariners fans would be honest back with us, had a down year last year, and this is the big pivot. Yeah. Is that Ty France, or is Ty France the guy that the city fell in love with and had baguettes and berets in the stands? Right, right. Um, so it's kind of tough, but... I know Mariners fans are talking a lot about trading Ty France. I, I don't think they'll be super mad with his placement on this list. Um, He's got to win me back a little bit. Kind of has a squatty body. <laughs> Short and stout. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I talked about that on Rose Rotation. Um, oh, I'm feeling so much better with the bottom of the list than I was. We needed a new tier. We needed West Coast Walkers. 
The meat and potatoes. Might have had a couple more hates for a space. There might be. We can circle back. There might be. I think you're right, Beeps. But let's At do least s- one for sure. Seven-time All-Star. That's a pretty impressive number. It's a hard number to get to. And there's no, really no joke we made about it. Um, looking at Matt Olson and Freddie and looking at this list and say, who are guys that can give them a run this year? For just the 2024 season, like one baseball season? One guy just made the move to first base. Another guy you're familiar with, Jolly. Oh, yeah. And El Easter. Oh, yeah. Bryce Harper is now a first baseman. He played there half a season with half an arm. Yeah. Still put up fine offensive numbers. Uh, and I wouldn't bet against that guy in anything that I wouldn't – wouldn't it be surprised if he ends up with a gold glove at some point? Because mm. he's kind of a work ethic hardo, and I love it. Um, and I also, if he's out there for a buck fifty, could he have a better year than Olsen? Could he have a better year than Freddie? Yes, but I can't pencil him in for that. Yeah. Um, but he's a seven-time All Star, which that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's an unfortunate victim of get healthy and uh, let's see you back at your form. Twenty twenty-one MVP, not that long ago. We were all. Working together at that point. And I mean, last year, you talk about fine offensive numbers. He had a 900 OPS with one functioning arm, which is insane. It's ridiculous to even think about. And he's only going to be 31 this year because he's been playing since he was 19. Bryce Harper could easily end the year with insane numbers. And we'll look back at this tier list and say, what were we thinking putting him below Olsen and Freeman? But right now, with those two guys finishing fourth and third in MVP voting, and very deservedly so, possibly winning the award in any other year where Mookie and Ronald Acuna don't go crazy, you have to put Bryce a tier below, in my opinion. And he's alongside another seven-time All-Star who won the MVP the year after him, in my opinion. Paulie Goldschmidt. Yeah. Uh, Another lefty-righty balance. You guys know I'm oddly into that for whatever reason. Uh, Goldie had a bit of a quote-unquote down year last year, and he was still really good. 120 OPS plus. 25 homers, uh, 363 on base, uh, four-time gold glover in his own right. So I I don't know how it looked defensively last year. If it was a little different, let me know, Cardinals fans. I know everything felt a little different last year. Uh, so Pauly still de- deserves the respect coming off, you know, 2022. He won the MVP. Yeah. So... If Paul Goldschmidt bounces back, I will not be surprised at all. St. Louis had the opposite of the juice last year. The floose. Let it that out. Some of your best, I think. Get that out. Um, that yeah, I could Paul Goldschmidt have a better season than Freddie or Matt Olson? He did two years ago. Yeah. Not that long ago. And his story is really cool because a couple times he finished runner up for MVP uh for some Arizona teams that he was basically carrying on his back. And I thought that that window kind of closed when he went to the Cardinals. Everyone knew that he was going to be good. And then in 2022, he was just consistent, solid, great every month of the year and finally got the MVP. And now that kind of completes what I consider to be, you know, a Hall of Fame track career. And I think that next year he could still be great. It is weird to think that 2023 is a quote unquote down year. It was his first full season not hitting at least 30 home runs since 2016. So a pretty decent margin there. But at the same time, 120 OPS plus still ranked 80th percentile. That's above average, like still doing it all. 
and stole 11 bases too, just for fun. Uh, so Paul Goldschmidt definitely deserves to be that, that top four echelon. It's a nice top four. Is anyone else with them, John? I'm looking. Because the tier is labeled seven-time All-Star, so technically no, no one else is with them. And that's why the Kim Kardashian tier is very important because I'm looking at four to five to six guys here who any team could pick them out and say, we could build a lineup around this guy. But there might be one facet of the game that maybe they're missing. And it's tough. I will start. It's tough. I, I don't think anyone is with those four. Like what they yeah. can do in this upcoming season, I, I really don't. I guess the first guy that I think could, because first base we can overlook defense if you do enough offense. He's your guy, Jolly, and I um I am as big of a fan of his just watching his at-bats, even when he's just being goofy in the field. Mm. And the fact you can pencil in 40 taters for zero. Uh, Pete Alonzo, the you know, I don't think the defensive metrics will ever love him, uh, but has the ability. Ha, how many players can you say could hit 50 this year? I can count them on probably one hand. Okay. Soler. No. Salvi. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? He's trying to do the deepest, <laughs> ugliest cuts of 50 I could. Um, you want to talk about him at all or no? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking a lot about Pete this year because it's looking like it's going to be a contract year, which we've seen New York superstars have amazing contract years and turn the narrative around. Uh, it doesn't look like the extension's happening, so Pete has a lot to prove this year, which is weird to say for a guy that's basically hit 40 home runs every year of his career. Um, rookie of the year winner, two-time All-Star at this point, 40 bombs, back-to-back seasons. Last year was weird, man. I yeah. mean, when the Mets disappeared in June, that a big reason for it was Pete Alonso disappearing, which, if nothing else, he's been very consistent offensively. You mentioned the defense. The defense will never truly love Pete, but he has made strides, in my opinion, um, to getting to league average, where at one point he was very much a liability defensively. But he is a guy that's a Kim Kardashian. He's really good, but... The defense hurts him. He profiles as a DH later in his career, in my opinion. And I do hope that he's with the Mets when he enters those later years of his career because it's really, really hard to find 40 bombs in the middle of your lineup. I think people take it for granted. Uh, and I think Mets fans don't because no one else in that lineup really provides that level of power. Like we're looking at guys like Nimmo and Lindor to do it when really it's Pete carrying the load and that's how important he is. Uh, and for the other guys, it, it's a fun discussion because they don't maybe they don't have that level of power, but they do things that Pete can't do. And that's what makes first base a sneaky, very diverse and dynamic position because you can bring the power to the table, but there's so much more you can add to your game. And I, I still feel like Pete Alonso has more that he could add to his game. I love Pete. If he's out there, he's going to hit. Last year was kind of a down year for him. Just and weird. he did hit 46. Yeah. 46 home runs. 46 home I wonder runs. if you butter out, butter knife out that June, what everything looks like. Um, was he banged up? It looks like he only played 18 games. Yeah, this was, um, they played the Braves at Truist. He gets hit on the hand, um, comes back after like seven days, and then it's just a non-factor for that whole month. I think it was a little bit, I got to come back and save the team right. kind of thing. Well, Last Pete, chance. Pete Alonso's yeah. the guy that would do that. It's the guy you want. Pay him. I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm not going to say that. Freddie Freeman contract? I think there's other players on this list and a lot of lists that aren't that guy. Come back 
with the mm. hand hurting. Yeah. Um, and I, I respect Peter for that. Interesting year for him is right. What about a guy playing with a concussion? <sighs> Let's just do it. The New York segment brought to you by Wayfair. <laughs> no, we're not actually sponsored by them. No free ads. No. Go check out the Jam Football Combine. Nice. A couple competitors here. <sighs> was very jealous. <sighs> I this there. by the time this is out, the the quarterback challenge is out. Wow. Oh so wow, that's already out. I think hurdles. it already is. Anthony Rizzo, uh, there's an argument he could be lower on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't grade out great defensively, but not a lot of first basemen do. Carlos Santana, um, Rizzo is metrics a, have no idea what to do at first base. Rizzo's a good first baseman, um, and if you don't know. He got a concussion uh, at one point last year. His OPS was 8-8 at the time. Something um, like that. Yankee Stadium definitely helps him out a little bit. He will be batting cleanup for your Yanks, we think, uh, behind Soto and, and Judge. And yeah. their currently planned lineup, it, it seems like he will break up Judge and either Stanton or Glaber. Be the lefty in the middle there. His butts, Kim Kardashian... Uh, was it just injury, which go look at the stats, people like a a lot of it was, he is getting older. And I, the, the only other argument against him would be, it's tough to put him lower on this list because he's got a lot of good MLB history. It's hard to put him higher on this list because his, I think he's hit his career high 32 home runs in four seasons, Mm -hmm. which again, that's. A compliment, <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. uh, but to put him like, I can't put him with Harper. Um, him and Alonzo is a fun game. If you gave Rizzo a full season last year, I think he could have, could have gotten him all in defense mm-hmm. included. Mm-hmm. Um, and bef- pre-concussion there was, cause it essentially became a Rizzo or Olsen conversation in the Yankees corner of the internet and, First year plus a month and or plus six weeks of those two contracts. Mighty close. Is this talking Yanks episode over? I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, let's the New Yorkers. He was on pace for thirty three home runs. Then he got hurt. And, and he's been doing it forever. And he normally just hits thirty two. If you want to count the all star nods, he's the closest one of this group two seven. He deserves mm-hmm. to be here, another, but you're right. You can't put him higher. Another fun hitter can go contact mode. We'll lean into one. Uh, Pete Alonzo led MLB in hit by pitches last year. How about it? One of them was pretty costly. New Yorkers. Yeah. Hey, we're walking here. <laughs> Let's get all our yeah. New York sound clips in. Let's get a slice of pie, huh? I could go for a street dog. They stole a win from us at the Garden. Well, uh, they did though. Started. They really did steal yeah, one from us. It's crazy. I've, I've I've got another Kim Kardashian that uh, what a I don't think we'll have to linger on too much. Sorry, the laundry he wears it doesn't breed much discussion. But Yandy Diaz, I think, is in okay. this group. Really, really good batting title last year. A, the the butt for him is like just not quite enough power for you to be like all in, all in. Um. At first base production, but gives you enough defensively over there. Gives you uh, a really good at bat. He did set career highs in homers and doubles, I believe, last year. So maybe he's trending the right direction there. But uh, last year's just a little bit really of an outlier. Good. Yeah, 
The year before is great. Yeah. <laughs> the year before it's is two great. really good years. Um, it's funny because offense was down mm. last year that um, he's still at a 142 OPS plus, even though a lot of the numbers aren't as impressive. Only nine home runs the year before, but literally everything else, more walks and strikeouts. Uh, but Roughly last the year, same doubles like last year wins the batting title, like Beeb said, 22 homers, sixth in the MVP, Yandy Diaz. Yeah. You want to know the messed up thing about it all? When the Rays got him, the whole thing that they told him was, hey, man, just pull the ball. Just swing as hard as he can to your pull side. Because pull when he was with Cleveland, up. 13%. When he joined Tampa Bay, 20%, 22%. He just started swinging to his pull side. The power is not world-beating, but before it was non-existent. And when he added that to his game, it took him to this whole new level where he's finishing sixth in MVP voting and winning batting titles. And, you know, he's only going to be 32 years old. I feel like we, we, we can see a few more good, good years out of Yanni Diaz, and no one will bat an eye because he's kind of just been doing it very quietly. No, it's good being good. Yeah. I bet Yanni Diaz feels pretty good about himself the past couple years. Um, he he has an argument to be above the New York guys, but we're biased. And I think a little show bit, me a little more, Yandi. A, li- a little bit is that like Rizzo. We talked about age and injury. Alonzo. We talked about fielding. For Yandi, it's a little bit pedigree. Like I need to just see more. Yeah. Baseball savant loves Yandi. You want to talk about a good savant page? Go click on it and see some red circles. But like I just needed to see like maybe two more seasons, and then we can really start to like talk about it. Also. I think the guy I want to get on my butt list, and I think this guy's been on a butt list before. If mm-hmm. you follow, we got ice. Whoa. I'm going Vladdy. I I oh. think That's where I, th- I was going next. I think people inherently want to fight Vladdy a little bit because it's the numbers have ticked down. I do want to remind people Vladimir Guerrero is still junior, not senior. Junior is still 24 years old as we record this. He'll turn 25 March 16th. He's technically a month older than me. Happy birthday, Vladdy, when it happens, March 16th. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who had a down year last year as a 24-year-old, had a 117 OPS plus, 26 homers. Uh, The guy plays every day. I like that. Um, And, yeah. Are we going to have to find out how much of an outlier 2021 is? Yeah. Maybe. But this guy could still be getting better. Um, and he's on the show cover if you're about that. Let's see where the motivation lies. He's a career 131 OPS plus, and he's younger than people on your top 100 prospects list. Yeah, I mean, if Shohei Otani stays in Japan, you're talking about a top 10 youngest MVP winner in the history of baseball because Vladdy would have won the 2021 MVP award. He had the 1,000 OPS handily. Like, it wouldn't have been close. It would have been him and Simeon. It would have been, like, one writer being a knob. Exactly. And that 2021 team, I still maintain, was the best version of the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. It just also happens to be the team that didn't make the playoffs because the alias was freaking stacked that year. And I still believe that the, the Jays can can maintain this window and make something of it but it has to be from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. being the best player on their offense. And that can still happen. He's going to be 25 years old. So I'm really eager to see what strides he makes this year because he he does have to be 
the 30, 40 home run guy. He does have to be the guy that's got a 401 on base percentage, which is what he did in 2021. He's capable of doing those things. Just got to see it again. I mean, the defense, it's not pretty. Doesn't grade out well. Move, had to move from third base because it was so bad. Dude, gold glove. Stop. Didn't Volpe win one too? Whoa, Jolly. Didn't come need on. that after the hour mark. <laughs> Did not need that. Uh, another one that just is in this column and statistically has an argument over some of these guys was just on a World Series team. Mm. Christian one? Christian Walker. Because there's two guys that fit that bill. Then let's talk about Nathaniel Lowe as well. Hell yeah. Um, both of these guys are just damn good ball players. Mm. Um, Nathaniel Lowe. Uh, let's see. 2022, a 139 OPS plus. Yep. Uh, last year, dropped down a little, 111 OPS plus. He did win the gold glove if you're into that thing. Career 796 uh, OPS. Uh, it This is a little bit find out year. Like the difference between 2022 mm. and 2023 is a little significant. Uh, but like I mentioned before, the baseball reference projections have him in the eights OPS wise with an 87% reliability, which yep. you're not going to find a lot of those guys around baseball and Christian Walker. I, I hope your only time watching him last year wasn't the playoffs, but, uh, that guy's won back-to-back gold gloves. Yeah. Uh, Deservedly guy, so too. That guy's had back-to-back 30 plus homer seasons that he, he is one of the best first basemen in baseball. I mean, I'll I'll do low first. I, you can swing it one of two ways. You can say low is underappreciated because he's in a potent lineup or low goes undetected for maybe some lesser numbers last year because the Rangers were so good. Either way, they're happy to have him at first base for in a trade with the Rays where they didn't give up much of anything. Yeah. Uh, so Nathaniel Lowe, I think just like keep doing what you're doing. He draws a ton of walks. He grades out well defensively. That's all he really needs to be in that Rangers lineup that has Seager, Semyon, Josh Young, you know, the young White Langford, all these different pieces. Uh, for Seawalk, his story is awesome because I'm I'm very familiar with it right now because I'm writing for mm, it for my video coming out this ad. Saturday. Ad, sorry. The guy went from being blocked by Chris Davis to being blocked by Freddie Freeman to being blocked by Paul Goldschmidt. He had no chance to play, and as soon as he got a chance at age 28, he made the most of it and immediately became a great player. And he's been that way for the past five years, sans some 2021 rough numbers. Uh, probably the best defensive third baseman in this tier of great first baseman that we've that we've made together. Uh, and he also hit 30 home runs in back-to-back seasons, and he's a key piece of that Arizona lineup. So, again, another guy where I'd like to see it longer, but at the same time, he deserves to be up here with the Alonzos, the Vladdies, and the Rizzos. They both do. Uh, they're both they're both really good at what they do with consistency, track record. Um, I think a couple other guys are sexier. Like you know, Vladdy's twenty one. Right. Neither of those guys are going to get near that. Oh, well, we can uh, play but, the ceiling game all yeah, day. But we don't know if Vladdy right. is going to ever get back to that again. Um, I have three guys remaining off our board. Yeah, yep. they're funky. One guy is going to be an ending goof. Mm-hmm. Spoof, we'll get back to that. Um, I'm having cold feet about Josh Naylor. I don't know what to do with him. Because Josh Naylor is a guy that's younger than you probably think. Uh, he's been in the bigs for a while. He's still 26. 
Uh, his last two seasons now, uh, he's had an OPS plus of 121 or higher. That's nice. Got better. He had an 840, 308, 354, 842 OPS. I do think there are some platoony stuff with him. Um, no, last year he hit both sides. So yeah. uh, I don't think he, I don't think he's a very good first base defender. Uh, for me, it's just a question of former first round pick has gotten some MLB run. It looks like the light bulb has gone off. Yeah. That. Do you say I like the look of this kid? Because he plays fiery, or is he a Kim Kardashian? Because I don't think you can go lower. Here's what I'll say about Josh Naylor. Um, Fully believe that at the end of 2024, he could be right along the echelon of these guys. But when you go up and down the list, I got Seawalk with two gold gloves. I got Pete with 53 homers and a rookie of the year. I got Vladdy, who probably should have an MVP award. Yandy with the batting title. Nate Lowe with the World Series ring. And Rizzo has been doing it for almost a decade. I think I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think I think he's a like I like the look of this kid. Uh, again, you get thrown off because you know Torkelson and Pasquantino. A lot of these guys don't have the same games played. Exactly, but they're still in the same age realm. And I'll tell you what: if I was a Guardians fan, I'd love I love the look of this kid. He yeah. plays with some piss and vinegar. He's all he's close to insane on the field. <laughs> Looks like the Cheshire Cat. Uh, tormented the Yankees. Uh, that I think it's fair. I I think. Being on that line with what uh, Tristan Casas did last year, mm. I I think there's no shame in that. Yeah. Um. And if he does it for another year, then he would get elevated. Because if I can count on you to be an eights OPS dude, again, if you hit, they'll find a place for you. Get to thirty yeah. home runs. Why, Why not? not? If, he, if he puts together another like real season, he'd he'll be a Kim Kardashian. Give right? me 140. It's like games, eh, it's just like a a little less pop runs. than you want and and bad glove. And right. I'm. I'm a little bit of a sucker still. That 308 batting average. Yeah. No, it does something for me. It really does. <laughs> Three does yeah. something. You're Maybe gonna, not in post, but during the season, it's really you're nice gonna to go see up the line graphic. You're going to go up there and hit? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. I feel better about that. Um, let me get him on my board. I like the look of him. So, I have, I have, I have Reese and I have... Who am I looking for? Jamer Candelaria. Candelaria. Jamer, man. <laughs> so this is tricky. I'm a bit of a Jamer stan. <laughs> what a sentence. I think his 2022 is the outlier, not the norm. Mm. Even with that, he's been like a 114 OPS plus player the past couple years. Uh, this is going to be his first time playing first base. Could you say that Jamer Candelario... The extended period. Could you say that Jamer Candelario and Jake Cronenworth are in the same lane of ball player? Yeah. I don't. I don't know who gets more offended by that. Cronenworth can play a lot more defense. They're getting paid kind of the same too. Um, twenty nineteen was the best man. It wasn't for Jamer, so that's a little tricky unless right. there was some off the field stuff. I'm yeah. not fully familiar. It's with. not like a debut year where like that. That alone would have been fun. He is not a Kim K. No, definitely He's not. He's not a kid. I don't think, you know, maybe in Cincinnati they're saying, I like the look of this kid. Um, but we don't know yet. 30. It's tough for me to put him below Noda, Shanuel, yeah. and Lamont Wade. I think Lamont Wade has an argument. Lamont Wade's been 
getting on base just yeah, at an elite level. It's just I've I just said today on talking baseball that Jamer Candelario is one of my favorite signings of the offseason. But there are other reasons around it besides him being an elite first base. Like, could Jamer outplay the Orioles first baseman this year? Close. Uh, I mean, you can you can take 2020, 2021, 2023, cut out 2022, and it's a 120 OPS plus over like 350 games. Like, that's really good. He has been a third baseman forever. So you can kind of take that and be like, well, he probably hates playing first base maybe a little bit. I don't know. I, don't I think know. I'm going to surprise you guys. Oh, boy. You know, this is something that at a certain point I get a little scared of, but maybe my tier list self is evolving. Whoa. I think there's just a jamer. Oh. In the middle? Below Orioles first base. That's where I would Because I'd it. rather have that pairing. But I would rather have Jamer over Josh Bell, Chris Bryant, Jose Abreu, and Carlos Santana. You just got paid. How many tiers does that put us at? That puts us at an, a nice clean 10. Okay. Wow. Okay. This will just be Jamer Candelario. This is above or below Orioles first base. I have it below. Below. Jamer Candelario. In the red color. And that'll be Jamer. Yeah, because he can't. But he really can't. He can't. He has a lot of arguments above the people below him. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of arguments for the people above him. Yeah. And that's kind of how these are supposed to work, he, I think. He just, he's, a, he's a puzzle piece that doesn't fit anywhere. You know? He needs his own space. Hey, that's a hitter's ballpark. He just got a contract right. three years. Because imagine if he hits 30 and then we look back at this and he's all the way down there. It's like, ugh. I like, I believe in Jammer. Yeah. Um, that I, I'm good with putting him there. Our last player on the list, Reese Hoskins. Love Reese. Early talking baseball guest. Nice. Forget. Um, as One of con- our first guests out of the Bronx office. Yeah. As so, consistent yeah. as a baseball reference page, as you'll see, the guy walks, the guy has power. He's kind of a righty, righty first baseman of this time period a little bit. Um, I don't think you could say I like the look of this kid. No. He's not fully a kid anymore. Just got the contract. I don't think it's a Kim K thing. I think he could be there. He would have to have a big boy year this year, which he can. Like, go look at his stat page. Pretty consistent. He's had a nice year. And, like, the walks, he can, too. After this year, he can be just back to that. Yeah. So, I will propose. Well, I'll leave it up to you, and I'll, well, I'll leave it up to both of you. And I'll let the people come at you with venom. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, career 846. Yeah, I mean, that's really good. (laughs) Maybe it is Kim K. Oh, hang on. Because, all right, here's what I'll tell the people. The joke I was going to make was put him in Orioles first baseman just because it's kind of funny. He kind of looks like he'd hang out with the Ryans, and he's on a one-year contract that if first base for the Orioles. If either of them really don't go great next year. He he could be traded to them by midseason if Milwaukee goes sour and the Orioles go up. Um I think this guy, if I'm going to fight for Rizzo, mm. this guy's butt would be that he just didn't play last year, but it was not like a baseball injury. Right. My, my only concern about Reese Hoskins is the butt is he didn't play last year. Yes. Otherwise, dude, look at his page. I know. I love Reese. And like his defense, I don't think is as much of a liability as some other people in the tier. My my only argument was going to be like, okay, what's his career 
WRC plus. And is it equal to what the Orioles first baseman produced last year? No, it's better for his entire career. It was better than what the Orioles did last year. You made a joke yesterday that if you cover the hats, Reese look kind of looks like Ryan Mountcastle and Ryan O'Hearn, which is funny, but I do think that he is one of these guys where like the Brewers could look like geniuses for getting 30 home runs out of Reese Hoskins on that deal. What's so. his worst non 2020 season? Which, by the way, 2020, he was fine. It's just, he was he was good, in fact. Yeah. But it's just a short season. By, by OPS Plus, it's his best. Yeah. 2019, I guess. But he led the league in walks. Like. In, in 2019, his worst season, 29 home runs, led the league in walks. Played 160 games. That's not too bad. Good sell. So, like okay. That. He's good up sell. on the Kardashian tier. I like that. That worked out for him. Yeah. Good. I'm and, happy with that. Man, for everything I said about Rizzo, it's kind of similar. Like, if they didn't oh, have yeah. the injury, I, I would If Rizzo just that. had the hot start but missed 110 games or, or whatever that number would have been, and he stopped, we'd oh. be saying the same thing. All right, all right, all right. So going down quick, our final tier list, let us know, and I know you will, what you liked and you didn't like. Number retired with the Braves, Frederick and Matt Olson. Mm. Seven-time All-Star, Bryce Harper and Paul Goldschmidt. That's not a bad line to be on. Uh, Kim Kardashian, everything but Pete Alonzo, Anthony Rizzo, Yandy Diaz, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Christian Walker, Nathaniel Lowe, and Reese Hoskins. I like the look of these kids. Tristan Casas, Spencer Torkelson, Vinny Pasquantino, and Josh Naylor. Didn't know where he'd land. I like mm, it. Mm. Orioles 1B. Ryan Mountcastle, Ryan O'Hearn. Sure. Jammer Candelario. Jammer Candelario. <laughs> 2019 was the best, man. Carlos Santana, Jose Abreu, Chris Bryan, and Josh Bell. West Coast Walks. Ryan Noda, Nolan Chanul, Lamont Wade Jr., hates playing first base, Andrew Vaughn, uh, Ty France, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Jake Cronenworth, and Young in the Restless, Michael Bush, let's see where he lands next year. That's fun. Uh, our guy Joey Manessis and Rowdy Telez, handsome as all hell. Speaking of, Jolly Olive, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. BBD, there you go. Um, nope. Thank you to everyone. Make sure you're subscribed and all the fun stuff. Thank you, Jolly. We'll see you guys next week with that big Snell signing. Angels.